Well, it's always great to welcome on Justin Wells, managing editor at Inside Texas. He's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. And before we get it rolling with Justin Wells, please take a moment out, leave us a rating and a review on the podcast, and also subscribe and then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail for you guys. That's how much you mean to us, so we appreciate that. Justin, this Texas Longhorns team, it's obviously been a tumultuous uh, couple of weeks here for this program. Let's talk about the fact that this team was, what, three minutes away from losing to Tech. It lost, obviously, this past week to TCU. What is the mindset right now of this coaching staff, Tom Herman, on down? That's a great question. You know, this season so far has been pretty equal to the year 2020, just completely craziness, upheaval, unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of fun stuff. If you're a college football fan, maybe not so much if you're a college football reporter. Uh, <laughs> from Tom Herman in this group, you're right. This group should be one and two. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. If Sam Ellinger doesn't pull 15 points out of his butt in the last three minutes, they don't beat Tech in Lubbock, a team that's probably a little down. And that's a detriment to Texas because this conference is showing that the powers up top are a little down. And, you, and you're having schools like Kansas State and, and those guys making, making nice runs, you know, putting together uh, strong beginnings to the season. If I'm Tom Herman and this staff, that's, that, that's not a good look. When you have completely overhauled your coaching staff, 70%, he turned over 70% of his coaching staff to, to, to new guys you, you have to have some pretty quick success, even though it's, they didn't have a spring, even though it's hard to implement and install things that you need to from a coaching standpoint with new staffers. They weren't able to do that, but guess what? Nobody else was either. And so when, when, when Herman turned over his staff like he did, you expected some pretty, some pretty quick returns. The previous staff was more known for recruiting. This staff was more, more known for developing talent because there's talent in Austin. Tom Herman has done a tremendous job accumulating talent, but now the question is, can he manage talent? We've always, we've, we've seen him have success at other levels, uh, especially at Houston, with, with, you know, being the underdog. That's why he's so good in bowl games because he's, uh, Herman is so good at, at galvanizing the team, you know, for one focus, for one goal. And, and that's why he's great in those big games. That's why he's had, uh, you know, three and zero in bowl, bowl games at Texas. But now it's a little different because you've got a ta- you've got a, a roster stacked with talent, and you're not getting the results. You're you're, you're not getting the the play you need. And so from the, the coaching staff on the offensive side, look at Mac, Mike Yurchich. He brought in a, a, a not so much a new offense, but new wrinkles to to Coach Herman's philosophy on offense. I know I know the the, the offensive guys have really adapted to it. Uh, you know Sam Ellinger. Deontay Ingram, Sam Cosney, these guys have talked about how much they, they enjoy Mike Yurchich in his system. But we're not seeing that explosiveness on offense that we thought we would see. We're not seeing the Yurchich offense we saw at Ohio State. We're not seeing the Yurchich offense we saw at Oklahoma State. It, it almost feels like Tom Herman is still calling plays. It almost feels like he's got his fingerprints on every drive. And I'm not sure that's healthy right now. It's, and to give you an example, against TCU, Towards the end of the game, both coaches were kind of what we call turtling the offense. They were they were being a little too safe, a little you know they, they weren't wanting to take many chances. 
Well, from Patterson's standpoint, he's got Max Duggan, a redshirt freshman quarterback. So that's understandable, especially a guy that hasn't played very much coming off an injury. But for Texas standpoint, you've got Sam Ellinger, a four-year starter that's accumulated over 100 touchdowns in his career at Texas. So that tells me that's a problem. When you can't put all your faith to let Sam kind of run it and go, that to me could be an issue underlying down the road. If you look on the other side of the ball, the defensive side, Chris Ash, the new defensive coordinator, looked great against UTEP. But guess what? You know, the El Paso JV looks great against UTEP. <laughs> the, next two, the next two weeks against Texas Tech, 17 missed tackles. The tackling got a little bit better against TCU, but still could not keep TCU off the field. They could not stop the run. They could not keep Max Duggan from, from extending plays on third down. So to, to give you a long answer to a, to a short question, I think Herman and his staff down all the way down are, are having some struggles right now. I know they're looking forward. There's not a better game on the schedule to get your guys rallied back than OU. That's, this is the week that you get those guys back on track. And like I said, OU is also down too. And so this might be a good opportunity for Texas to, to really exploit this game and kind of get back on track because their goals are still in front of them. Coach Herman told them, look, this is a loss, but the goals ahead are still in front of them. And that's good optimism. And you need that in that locker room full of juniors and seniors and tons of talented freshmen and sophomores. But at the end of the day, we haven't seen the results we thought we were going to see. From, from Mike Yurchich offense and from a Chris Ash defense. And no matter how much accountability you, you want to put on that, those staffers trying to install, trying to adjust, trying to get the players ready, it all falls down on Tom Herman. It stinks from the head. And I'm hoping this Saturday they start to get that turned around. Before we keep it going with uh, Justin Wells talking OU Texas this week, don't forget, if you haven't yet, our friends at MyBookie have a great deal on the table a 100% sign-up bonus at mybookie.com using the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12, BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. You put in 100, you get 100 off the bat, 250, 250, whatever your number is. And why not put a little wager on this OU Texas game this weekend? It's possibly the game of the year in the Big 12. It means so much for both teams. I'll be locked and also got a couple of other Big 12 games on the schedule, of course, this weekend as well. So you don't want to miss that. We'll have our picks this week on the podcast, later this week on the podcast. But, hey, you got Tech Iowa State. You got TCU K-State. Of course, the Red River rivalry. So hook up with our friends at mybookie.com, promo code BIG12, BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus. Thanks so much, guys. He's Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com, joining us on the show. I'm Pete Mundo. So, Justin, this weekend's a fascinating game between OU and Texas and who would have thought but it's 2020 in a nutshell the loser of OU Texas may very well be out of the Big 12 championship race OU comes in 0-2 in conference play we mentioned that Texas 1-1 probably should be 0-2 how much pressure is there on Tom Herman right now to to win this game from the standpoint of where he is within the hierarchy of this program and the powers that be at Texas Pete, I think this might be the most important game of his career. And I know only a few times have uh, my, my team at I at InsideTexas.com mentioned, you know, big game, like most important, must-win type situations w with Tom Herman and his, and his regime. 
it's very clear on Saturday what Texas needs to do. If Texas loses to OU, it's going to sting. It's going to burn. It's going to really knock them down a few pegs in the potential to play for that Big 12 championship. And as, uh, you know, our team at Inside Texas, we've got the best. Eric Nolene, you know, Ian Boyd, Joe Cook, Jerry Hamilton, Scipio Tex, we've all talked about it ad nauseum. And if, if Tom Herman can't win the Big 12 with this team in 2020, I don't think he can ever win it. When you've got a quarterback like Sam Ellinger, you've got some veterans on the offensive line that are going to play on Sundays. You've got a stable of running backs that any school in the country would likely trade you for. And you've got a decent amount of wide receivers, young and veteran, trying to, trying to separate themselves. You can't have, you can't have these mess ups in year four. You can't have these issues against OU. If he loses to OU on Saturday, that's one in four against OU. And Daryl Royal used to say this. Mac Brown used to say this. If you can't beat OU, you can't keep your job and vice versa. Bud Wilkinson used to say this. Uh, Barry Switzer used to say it. Bob Stoops as well. If you can't beat Texas, you can't keep your job. And so Tom Herman's already shown us he has a difficulty beating TCU. Gary Patterson has that guy's number year in and year out. The characters may change, but the numbers do not. TCU owns Texas in this decade. But then you look at OU, and, and, and this is a critical game, not just for this season, but for Herman's tenure. You don't want to go one and four. You don't want to go on a two-game losing streak. You don't want to take yourself out of Big 12 contention. And don't forget, this team still has to go to Stillwater on Halloween. They still have to go to Manhattan, Kansas in December when it's going to be cold. And nobody likes coaching in the cold better than Chris Kleiman. Kansas State Wildcats coach <laughs> and so this this is a big game I don't want to put too much on it Pete but this is a critical game not just from Herman and these players but also from the administration now from the athletic director on down yeah in a traditional year Justin I I well I agree with you regardless but I think the uniqueness of 2020 in the way that the, the revenues and the budgets have been affected for all these programs. I mean, Texas obviously is doing as well as anybody, but they've been impacted. How does that play a role here in, in the future of this coaching staff and really any coaching staff in college football for that matter? What do you believe the COVID effect is when it comes to budgets and revenues on how coaches will be evaluated after this season? I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, of athletic directors regardless of the outcome of this, of this season, they're going to be keeping a lot of coaches. We're, we're not going to – I think the day, the, the time and, and age of, of firing coaches with big buyouts, I think we're past that, Pete. I think that's, that's in the rearview mirror. These, 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 these athletic departments are going to have to multi, have really micromanage their finances because you know across the board a lot of these places are losing money. Yeah. And the thing with and the thing with football in Texas is, you know, it generates a lot of money. So you not only lose the in the revenue, but you also have the debt. And so it's going to be really difficult in the next few years for 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 programs to fire coaches, especially with with, with extended contracts. I know I believe Herman is signed through 2022, 2023, and so it's going to be difficult to, to let go of coaches because the money's just not there. Mm-hmm. And look at Chris Del Conte the Texas AD in his history, he does not fire coaches. He just doesn't. It's too much of a, a financial strain. He, he thinks the more important thing is equipping the coaches that he has, that he inherits, 
with every resource possible, and he has done that to a T for Tom Herman and the rest of the athletic department at the University of Texas. You, you want to you equip those guys with, with, with what they need, but when it's time to make a change, that's what Del Conte is known for, yeah. making that, good, that great hire. He did it in basketball. He's done it in softball. He's done it in track and field, and now he might have to come to that decision in the next 12 to 24 months when regarding Tom Herman. I don't think you're going to see a lot of coaches get fired, Pete. Yeah. There's, there's just too much money involved, and I think a lot of them are going to have the, well, it's 2020 excuse. Yep. Well, we were having to manage uh, COVID and protesting and, and, and all these things that had kind of reared their head in 2020. I think it's going to be a difficult job for any program to fire coaches moving forward, especially ones with big buyouts. And I think that's something you might see at Texas. Last thing for you then, uh, Justin Wells inside Texas. What does this game come down to on Saturday for the Texas Longhorns taking on the Oklahoma Sooners? This game is going to come down to, I I think the quarterbacks are going to be pretty solid. I, I expect Sam to have a great game. He usually plays, uh, he usually shows up when it's OU. Of course, this guy shows up every Saturday, so give him credit. Spencer Rattler's had a, a, a little hard time adjusting to, to college football. I think I, I, along with a lot of people, expected Rattler to come out, you know, chunking the ball because the kid has insane arm talent. He, he's a good athlete. He, he can make plays. Spencer Rattler's going to be a good quarterback one day. He's just having a, a few of those uh, freshman wall opportunities. So the quarterback should be good. To me, it's going to come down to the offense and defensive line. It's going to come down to the line of scrimmage. Does Texas have enough of an offensive line to get that push to, 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 to establish the running game? Because that's, you know, Oklahoma's faster on defense this year, but they don't have the size. And I think Texas can take advantage of that. If they can establish the run and get Keontae Ingram and Rashawn Johnson and B. John Robinson some carries and some momentum, I think Texas looks really good here. On the other side of the ball, Texas just has to keep OU out of the end zone. And I think the front four is going to be massive because OU still has a pretty good offensive line. They lost some big guys, and they're having to, to replace a few guys, or a few key guys from last year. They still have Creed Humphrey in the middle, and they still have some, some, some pretty talented guys that just don't have a lot of experience. Texas' best position in the program is the defensive line. If that front four can get some pressure, if they can get to the quarterback, get to Rattler, contain the run, shoot gaps, you know, not get caught up in the wash and keep everything in front of them, I think Texas has a really good shot at winning this game because I do think the Longhorns are the more talented team. But, hey, Oklahoma's favored by two and a half. Yep. And, and this, this, this game is different than ones in the past. I, I can't remember a time where Texas and Oklahoma were at a crossroads at the exact same time on the exact same weekend. And that's what makes this so unique and so fun. It, it, you never know what's going to happen. Throw the records out. If these two teams come out fighting like they usually do, this is going to be a fun game. Texas OU is not a football game. It's a fist fight. And the guy last standing is the guy that's going to win. He's Justin Wells. Always awesome insight. InsideTexas.com. Justin, you're the man. Thanks so much for the perspective. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, bud. Awesome work there to Justin Wells. InsideTexas.com. Love what those guys are doing. I'm Pete Mundo. We've got free koozies for you. Just leave us a rating review on the podcast. Subscribe. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And don't forget, our friends at mybookie.com, promo code BIG12, BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. They're big supporters of us. If you can help them out, we help them. They help us. You help yourself win some money at mybookie.com. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon.